This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is BFM 89.9 on the morning run. I'm Ku Su Chuang with Wong Shaoning and Philip C. It is 17th of June, 1987. 1987. Feels like 1987. <laughs> or, Why? Because you want to feel or, much younger, is it true? Or November 2001. Mm, or August 2008. Can I just say what's so significant about those dates yeah. you chose? Those are the days all my store market crashed. La. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, are, you, are you reminding us what happened in the US last night? Yes, it was another uh, fecal show. <laughs> Right, you know, when I, when we came Much into the feces. studio, your disposition was really down. Or something. Was like, no. Tells no, you like, who's in the market, isn't yes. it? Because no, no, Philip right. and I are like, oh, okay, market no. bad, but moving on. Oh, well, no, no, you know, know what yeah. goes time, on. Time to bottom fish, maybe. Perhaps an assumption, assumption. No, I was actually quite tired because I was watching Stranger Things last night. Uh. Couldn't stop watching it, lah. Oh, well, so, so blame sleepy, it on man. Netflix, is it? Yeah, blame exactly. it on Netflix. Then why for... the share price? Why is the share price so bad? <laughs> Because Chuang single-handedly can't, can't resurrect it. They were all watching Stranger Things, perhaps. Yeah, resurrected, probably. it seems. Uh, How are you guys? All right? Yeah. Pretty good. Looking forward to the weekend. I think all of us are. Um, we do have this event uh, at Nexus Bangsa South, the health and living... Uh, what what we should, it's been what two years since we yes. had an event. Oh, you're going for I will be there. I will what be are they there. going to talk about? They're going to be talking about long COVID mental health. So if any of you want to come by, I think you can still get tickets at, at, on at, on site. That's right. Come by and see all the different presenters. Come and see the, the guests. Actually, come and see Correct. you, lah. Take picture with you. Oh, oh, for goodness' sake, it's going to be a very interesting show. I was actually planning to activate my tweet so that mm. I could get a free LRT ride. To oh the yes. Thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're getting free transport for a month, right? Exactly. said why. Well, one month of free transport. One month of free transport. But initially, if you tweeted to someone, you could actually get a free LRT ride. Okay. But apparently, you don't need to do so now. So they just open all the barriers, yeah. is it? Yes. Free rides are MRT, LRT, BRT, monorail, rapid KL, air, uh, buses, of course, and KTMB trains for a month. Prasarana must be like groaning to the cereal. Like, oh my not god! A sign that elections are coming soon. I don't know what is. But anyway, we have exactly. a packed show. We have a packed show, don't we? Yeah, okay, so, so what, what, what's Okay, 7.15 as, as usual because Chuang is on the ball after Stranger Things. Um, we're going to be talking about monkeypox outbreak uh, at 7.15. We're going to do a quick wrap about the state of politics across ASEAN with political expert Dr. Ross Tapsell of the Australian National University because the first half of this year has been super busy, hasn't it? We've got has, a new president in the Philippines, a new ad exonate for Singapore, Thailand state elections in Bangkok, so on and so forth. And that 7.45 petrol hit, come on Chuang, what's happening? Drive safe and fast, or rather dsf.my. Yeah, Daniel Sherman-Fernandez, the editor of the Train Portal, will talk about why it's taking so long for car owners to come, including my own car. Yeah, mine too, hurry up. <laughs> uh, but, but your car and my car are very different. Doesn't now. matter, anyway. Okay, so all that and more to watch out for and to listen out for. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9 still corners with the trip, precisely exactly what it means, the trip. <laughs> it's kind of so, kind of song you listen to after a lot of um, things, right? After a long day. After a long day. <laughs> Vegetables. Yes. That's Vegetables. the right response. So it's the time of morning when we look at something completely uh, irrelevant and inane to the markets. Or oh, not really, right? It's not. <laughs> you chose this story, did you? Guardian? Yes, I, of course I love The Guardian. What are my it's favorite newspapers? It's about people newspapers. who blag it, right? All the way to the top. Yeah, it's entitled, If You Work Hard and Succeed, You're a Loser. Can you really wing it to the top? And Philip C. actually asked, <laughs> who came up with this title? I thought it was Chuang. Yeah, I, I, I thought Chuang came up with the article. I thought this, why, why, I, why, I thought why, why, this article I... summarized Chuang's life. <laughs> Well, I there's mean, no such word as summarized. 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 Sorry, you're right. You're Good right. Lord. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. Summarized Chuang's life. Oh, really? 
So, Trump, just, let me ask you. Yeah, I'm just you, kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, that's an insultment, right? Because it, <laughs> insultment. It, it means, is that such a word? It implies that I reached top, the top, which I haven't. But it also implies that I've. By the way, is there insultment? Is this, this another made up word? This morning, we're talking about made up speaking, what is top? Exactly. Like, what is top? What, what is, is top? reaching to the top mean? You tell me what is the top. It, it's different you're the, for everybody. You're the one highest up there, Philip. <laughs> it's different for everybody, isn't exactly it? Exactly. You've hit your nirvana at different stages of different parts of your life. Why, do we, exactly. why are we so infatuated about hitting Mount Everest? Uh, I don't, uh, I don't mind going to Bukit Gassing instead. Exactly. You see? Exactly. I don't know about you, but that makes it sound a bit losers because we're like, <laughs> okay, la, since we can't get to the top, we'll have fun with our little bits of achievements here Aim and there. Aim for the stars it? and hit... Maxwell Hill <laughs> Maxwell Hill Well I always think like You know when you You think you've hit The proverbial top You feel oh I have to Top it again yeah. You're never ever Going to be sucks and You're never you, going to be Satisfied you know We're in your perceived Target if you achieve it In my opinion And then you're never In the present You're never enjoying you're it never You're in constant, the constantly Unhappy exactly. So anyway So anyway So tell us about This Guardian story Well basically It highlights a few <laughs> Characters that we Are very familiar with yeah. um, Elon Musk Boris Johnson Bojo Otherwise known Bojo Teflon Bojo and of course President Trump there's a certain char- common characteristic about all of them they kind of wing it they fly by their seat of their pants and they have managed to get to to the top uh, and it's not the, based the, on you know and it's it, they give out the perception that they're not very hardworking that they no. they're, that they are kind of rebels but yet they can succeed those three names you mentioned there's one anomaly uh, Elon Musk is not in the same camp as Bojo and Trump in what way, in what way? he's much smarter uh, and he works maybe, damn, damn hard. But look at the way he treats. I think that's the that point, one. right? He oh, really just shoots by the hip, doesn't how he? How you treat is no indicator of your character. So I think that's. It's, it's not, no, it is. I think no. how you treat and what you treat is an indicator I of your character. I think every individual has five different personas. It's which one you show to the world. But then it's a, you are basically a makeup of those five personas, whatever it is, right? Yeah, so I think, like, you know, with, with, with Elon's tweets, I think that represents a part of him, not the full part of him. Right, and I think you're right to say that that's a big distinction because if we know Elon was a really hardworking engineer in his early stages of of his career, and I think over the time he's evolved and right and become the leader, but it comes back to the point about what does it take to become a leader, and is it really all about the hard work, but how you inspire people? Because in the end, when you lead people, it requires you to drive a certain emotion, a certain Mm. feeling to it, and sometimes when you go through the cerebral way of the hard work, the logic way, based of thinking, you just don't bring everybody along. That's, I think, one of the biggest that challenges you have. I think it's the balance, right? Because yeah. you also, I mean, if let's say I was a follower, right? Mm. I wouldn't want to follow somebody that just basically winged it all the time because it would just feel so insecure. Like there was no plan. Like, where's this guy going? Where's this lady going? What 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 is the outcome? And that would make me nervous. But at the same time, I wouldn't want somebody that's like semi-robotic, right? That follows, that Correct. dots all the I's and crosses the T's and has a formula to everything, a spread sheet to everything because then where's the inspiration well in 2018 5.1 Americans out of 10 voted for that precise character and we got that chap named uh, Donald Trump didn't we Yes, we did. We did, we did. I think, but the question is, to be a leader, you in- inevitably have to wing it because there's no perfect leader. Correct. You you're cannot be, for everything. You're going to be good at some things. You're going to be bad at Maybe some things. Maybe what happened, and when you look at the characters, these three characters, mm. right, they did know how to feel the pulse of the nation yeah. and take advantage of that, right, and come up with messaging, come up with a persona, a personality that they thought, hey, this is what people want to see. 
right? Yeah. So they worked very hard on one or two things. In this yes. case here, communication, reaching out, engaging, right? Perhaps they didn't work very hard. They took that dissatisfaction, right? And, yeah. and did very well with they did, it. They worked hard on that. They just didn't work hard on the actual machinations and the detailing behind it. Perhaps that's where the distinction is. Well, because they got people under them to do their work for them, right? Have oh. you ever studied Bojo's character? I have, actually. I spent an entire night <laughs> deep diving into Boris Johnson. Is he an inspiration or are no, you worried? No, 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 no. Quite the opposite. But, you know, he... The, the persona that he displays to yeah. the public is completely engineered. That bumbling, lovable, affable character mm, who mm. went to Magdalene College in Oxford, right? Yes. Um, but he, he knows Editor, exactly... Editor, spectator, lied, he knows exactly lied, what he's lied in the newspapers before. Yes. I wouldn't know whether Donald Trump has put on that persona because I think it really is him. He's, he's a bit of yeah. a... Yeah. So I think, what you, I, think you're drawing a, I think you draw a distinction between someone who's very intentional to how they yeah, project yes, and portray yes, themselves yes. like Bojo yes. versus perhaps Donald Trump who's more, you know... It's showing it as showing his overtly, true colors yeah. himself overtly to a certain extent, right? And he's using social media to kind of translate, amplify that, amplify that very fast. Whereas yeah. I think what you're saying with someone like Bojo is that he has a very clear intention of how he wants to portray it and he's putting these filters in place. Yeah, exactly. And Donald Trump is, is overtly an out and out Republican, and you know he is, right? Hmm. Um, with uh, Elon Musk, I don't think he is really that person. I, I think he's much more. Well, uh, I think we're all many shades of grey. That's that's the reality of it. Yeah. Downton Abbey. I think we're going to call her Downton Abbey from now on. <laughs> I, I would what? like to Why own Why is she a brick and mortar Bridgerton. building? Was it, was it Bridgerton, that one? Yeah. It's a movie, movie, moving It's on. become a movie, right? Yes, it, used to it be has. A series. Okay, well, anyway, on that bombshell, we'll come back after this with uh, Jimmy Barnes and Cole Chisel with Forever Now. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, the great and powerful Jimmy Barnes of Cold Chisel with Forever Now. I'm Chuang with Philip and uh, Shaoning this morning, this fine, fine morning, 20 past 6 in the morning, and we've got to talk about this um, story which um, might have given some people nightmares because the CFA exam, legendary status, um, three years long, very, very if difficult. If you pass every year. If you even passed every year, right? Um, apparently, so according to the Financial Times in this op-ed, that's uh, most August of examinations is now losing its luster as a, as a kind of like a benchmark for success on Wall Street. And it's going to be due to a variety of reasons. Um, I chose this story specifically because of you, uh, Ms. Wong. Um, <laughs> I will confess I do not have a CFA. I didn't even attempt it. Was it was it I'm an added lazy. was it an added thing that if you had comma CFA <laughs> yes, after yes, your name it, it was is, right it is, back it, in I the mean, day? In, in my line it would have made a difference that something did it make a difference on the paycheck no I think it it, it made must it, have been okay it must have given it's you. great if you're trying to break into the industry mm. so let's say you've you've just finished your degree right and maybe you're you're doing accounting or finance but you're not really in investments or you're not in working in investment bank. You're not a buy side or sell side analyst, and you want to break into the line. You want to break into the business. Then this CFA does help you open doors a little bit. People will consider your CV a bit more. It's true because I did a degree in chemical engineering, then went to Deutsche Bank corporate finance, and I was contemplating of doing a C of doing CFA because I didn't have that background in accounting. So I was lured to do it until after two years at Deutsche Bank. Then I left and came back to Malaysia and went back to consulting, and then put all that aside. Mm. But you're right. You know, if, for for those of us who are not in the traditional finance background, we thought it was very important to have that qualification to kind of give us that badge of honour to say that, you know, we have under, you know, we've, we kind of... You did, know what's going on. You know on. what's going yeah, on, You have right? the academic yeah. knowledge of like whatever theories, whether it's a cap band, right. you know, you like you understand... Uh, how to to do modeling things like that. That's that's, right. that's what it's proof of. And so in fact, I would say even that more credible than even doing an MBA. 
at that uh, time for you, many people. Yes, if you want specifically to be involved in corporate finance, investment mm, banking, yes. you wanted to do broking, yeah, the CFA was considered like the golden credential. So the fact that it's losing its luster tells you something, right? Because back in the day, I think to, through the noughties and back into the 90s, IBs and Wall Street and, you know, broking was kind of like the, the place to be if you're a really smart guy and to make big bucks. But the fact that the CFA is losing its luster also indicates that today in this day and age, maybe those jobs are not what they used to be. Maybe the jobs that, are, that, that you should be in is maybe in the DeFi space yeah. or crypto yes. or, or startups. I mean, until maybe six months ago. La. That is true. I mean, I think this is not a six-month issue. This has been going on for... It's been a trend, yeah. It's been a trend for some time, right? Where you're right in the sense that the job either is re- losing its relevance or B, the job has evolved so much that you don't really need to invest too much on the technical side. Because right? if you've ever been an analyst, the, the job itself is ridiculously hard, you know, especially mm. four times a year. And then you put on the added difficulty of a CFA, which is ridiculously difficult. And then you've got, a, you've got no life. <laughs> you've got 5% of your personal life left over. Right, so 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 I mean the, the fact that you know so I don't know what, where the jobs are now because in the last six months that all has crumbled I, as well. I think it's also just the you know the interest of people has changed, mm. okay, and what they consider to be the golden career, right? That has evolved. Yeah, what is the golden career now? You know, I, I like, like I'll be honest. When I came out of university, like I did, I did law, then I did the bar, and after pa- passing the bar, I thought oh, I definitely don't want to be a lawyer. What what choice do I have? And in that era. This is nine. Oh my goodness! Am I reading too much? <laughs> the dinosaurs roamed yeah, the world. Yeah, 1990s, right? Late 1990s, <clears throat> when there were only four channels on TV. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. I think sure. Really no Astro. No. Got Astro already, lah. Got Astro, lah. I'm exaggerating. Um, it was like the the rigor, right? Everybody wanted to be an investment mm. banker. Everybody yeah. wanted to be involved in corporate finance. That's yeah. right. Or even consultancy. Or consultancy. It was yeah. like the golden ticket to a good but, life and a good career. Correct. And what's shifted now is people want to be in startups. Yes. People want to actually be in tech firms. People or actually want to do media. so. Yeah, new media or social media. People want to do their own thing. People actually want to, you know, go into marketing. It's supposed to do all these technical financial jobs. Big yeah. data, yeah. artificial yeah. intelligence, actually, algorithms. We has changed. We don't realize this, but actually, this reflects the kind of like zeitgeist, right? Because, because what is CFA? CFA is financial analysis, long reports on on companies to give you a, a full picture of the companies. It's more than that, right? But yeah, of course. But it, it gives you a very detailed picture of a company's yeah. health, right? If you were to go and buy, say, for example, let's just say Luna or Terra on on crypto, mm. there is no research on Luna or Terra. You've got to go and dig white papers and all these kind of things. They're all hidden in some labyrinthine. Written by know. someone who you don't know who came you from don't where know. may not be qualified. But exactly, anyway. but so, ex- exactly. I think the point is that then this is the worrying part here. People, people must are becoming be- much more ephemeral. Yes. And, and much more transient and, and less focused on the hard yards. Mm, I think that's so true because you need to build technical depth and we're not doing enough of yes. that. Whatever it is, right, be it in finance, tech or whatever, we're trying to be generalist, trying to cover all bases. But yeah. what you really need to do to have a long career is to have at least some depth in one or two areas. And we're not building the capacity. Not. Look yep. at Malaysia, right? We've, we've been the, the PT3. We've been the, um, the, the standard five exams. SPM could be next on the funeral heap. Who, who knows, right? We'll find out. But I do think sometimes the qualifications do open doors. It's not necessarily always a bad thing. Yes. Right, exactly. On that bombshell, uh, coming up next is Fleetwood Mike with Say You Love Me, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, Bruce Springsteen, a.k.a. The Boss with Fire. I'm Chuang with uh, Philip C. and Wong Xiaoning on this uh, fine, fine morning. And we're going to take a look at the international news. I'm going to kick off proceedings with the fact that the U.S. Open Golf has begun uh, so far. (laughs) It's the first day. Uh, U.S. um, 
Um, Rory McIlroy is tied two uh, on a three under. In case you're wondering why he's still there, and other players like Phil Mickelson is because they are allowed to to to, to play in the US Open despite having signed up for the Renegade uh, Live Saudi golf. Live Golf, Live uh, golf. tournament. Yes. Yeah, that's been a huge that's controversy, right? isn't it, in the in the golf uh, scheme? And we even had a quick chat about this, I think, last week, uh, where the Saudis, I think, are funding this alternate golf tournament taking place, and it's actually caused a great rift among many of these professional golf players. Yeah, the PGA does. Want to share the spoils? I think they paid Phil Mickelson something like two hundred million dollars. It's all down to, to money, 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 la, money They're professionals. Money. But Phil Mickelson actually was on a call, and he actually said, "Look, even though he had disagreements with how Saudis." Uh, Human rights, record, record, human rights yeah. he still felt it was very important to have a conversation with Saudi Arabia and participate in the thing. Of course. Is it nothing to do with the money, I guess? I think it's all about the money. It's all about the money. So what have you got? Well, I think what, Show struck me my, what, you got. What, what struck my eye was that the leaders of France, Germany, Italy and Romania are now in Kiev, Ukraine, and they have backed Ukraine's bid to join the EU, saying it would be given immediate candidate status. And that was actually what German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said. Ukraine belongs to the European family, but aha, there's a caveat. Mm. Ukraine still has to meet the accession, accession career in full. Uh, yeah, the conditions to be join the EU aren't very easy at all. What, yes. what does it mean to be a member of the EU? Well, uh, you firstly have to have a certain standard when it comes to, let's say, human rights, rule of law, things like that. Your economy has to be in a certain position. You have to be willing to join the monetary union. You have to be willing to, uh, to almost, I wouldn't say give up, but uh, allow the European Union to dictate things in terms of your, uh, let's Administration. Say, administration, okay. your judiciary. Yep. So sometimes there's a bit of push and pull and even your country honestly may not have those standards in place. That's right. I think they have actually broken it down into three uh, criteria. First is the political criteria, which is the stability of guaranteeing democracy, rule of law, human rights and respect of minorities. Second is economic criteria, a functioning market economy and the capacity to cope with competition and market forces. And the third is the administrative and institutional capacity, right, to meet all the necessary obligations of the membership. So it is not going to be an easy pathway to do that. So yeah. it is a bit hell, shallow talk, hollow talk in my view, where you support and say immediate uh, application, but say it does require uh, you to fulfill the accession criteria. It's not as simple as that, I yeah. think. Um, but I guess what they're trying to signal is that we are willing to consider your application. Maybe that sends a signal to, to Russia, that's the purpose of why those uh, European leaders made so that it means, statement. It means economic strength and better uh, equipped to deal with Well, the basically saying they see Ukraine as part of them. So, you know, do you really want... It's us versus them, yeah, in a way? Yeah, it's us versus them. Okay. okay, I'm looking also now at The Guardian. Um, this is US. Uh, and mm. of course, the Ju- January 6 hearings are going on at the moment. House Select Committee investigating this, of course, because there was a huge attack on the Capitol. On the Capitol and I think... What is very revealing is how determined um, ex-President Donald Trump was to stay in power. And to the point where, I think today when I was listening on Bloomberg, there were revelations by Ivanka Trump, who's his daughter, in terms of the conversations that Donald Trump had with Mike Pence, basically telling him off that he regretted putting Pence as vice president. How come you don't want to in, uh, say that I'm still the president of the United States? You yeah. have that power. You have that ability. Why are you not doing it? It just shows that he, he really was going all out 
to stay in the White House. That's right. I think it's to the point where there has been even a lot of tension between both Ivanka, the daughter, and the father, uh, Donald Trump, to the point where Ivanka rather sided with William Barr, Bill Barr, who actually has gone against President Donald Trump. Yeah, this power thing in politics, is, is it, it sounds so intoxicating that I, I must try it one day. It, it, it sounds even better <laughs> well, than the Well, you could run strong... for the general election yeah, as an independent. Up, it's coming no, up. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get anywhere. What constituency would you run for? Lembah Pantai? Tanjung Mugan or something. <laughs> Penang versus uh, KL. You have more chance lah in Penang. <laughs> Pixar's like, yeah. Pixar, by the way, is the one movie studio and all movie studios to have the longest consecutive run of billion dollar box offices, right? It's Lightyear movie has now been banned in 14 countries. Yes, all of you them mentioned this yesterday, <laughs> But what is interesting is the fact that they still continue to have that same-sex kissing scene despite all this um, structure, which means to say that they're quite political nowadays. I don't know, right? Media companies. Well, you know, political. I think the point is that everyone wants to have an opinion. You have to have a strong opinion to be relevant. That's the biggest challenge you have. You know, kind of playing in the middle always is a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Although, to be fair, that's what we need in this society, right? Balanced and thoughtful thoughts as opposed to making a very left or far right opinion because you don't want a divisive country in the process. Exactly. Okay, 6.46, we'll come back after this with some local news. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, Chrissy Hines pretenders with Back on the Chain Gang. I'm Chuang with Chowning and Philip C. Uh, let's take a look at some uh, local news. And well, the hand goes up. Yes, I firstly want to congratulate all of our SPM holders who got their <laughs> results yesterday. Ayo, remember this time when you were like, yeah, scary, man. Scary, scary. Any right? exam result is scary. Well, it's scary. You feel like your life would end if you didn't get it. If well, you didn't get the result that you wanted. Yeah, so it's very interesting because in the New, New Straits Times, this is also what worries me. The front, second, second page, right? The first headline is 9,686 candidates ace SPM with straight A's. You know, and I think this is where we... As a society, always tend to focus a lot about the straight A high achiever. You're talking kind about yourself, of, right, Philip? I didn't, you know. I got only seven A's. <gasps> I got a P seven for moral. I barely passed you my moral no education. You're an ethical no, individual. I'm unethical. We shouldn't let you on the airways. You should not. But I always think those who barely pass are actually truly being honest about how they write the paper. So actually, I think among the three of us, I have the most ethics. You? No, I'm not sure. You're just honestly dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Philip you are. But I think what struck me in that article is the, that, that covered like two-thirds of the page but then below was the one that actually worried me most because the ministry to study why 25,000 opted out of taking the examinations yeah I saw that scared of failing la. no not necessarily no. are they slipping through the cracks why are why is the number so high we yeah, need to maybe find they out. can't go to school maybe uh, economic exactly. reasons exactly so we need to provide some uh, alternatives for them maybe Correct. that's why they're scrapping all these exams because it's getting troublesome for them to no I don't think that's through. the reason I think we that's I suspect there could, be economic, the there could be economic reasons behind this, you know, because this was done during the midst of the pandemic. Yes. It was very tough for many people. So I really wonder whether, you know, issues yeah. like this are coming Wh to the fore. Whether these dropouts are a result of the fact that, you know, just basically economic reasons, you know, and if, that, it, if it is, we need to find out and we need to actually help those kids get back into the school system. If it's not because they're opting to do other exams, then that's fine, you know, because yeah. they're doing, they're still in the education system. I think those are the questions that need to be asked. Now, if you haven't already known, there's free rides in the Klang Valley for a month. This is in conjunction with the launch of the Putrajaya line. So take advantage of that. But at the same time, I've seen a lot of pictures of uh, on social media where trains are extremely crowded. So uh, our transport minister, Datuk Sri Wee Kasyong, says that the service is set to improve 
by August and the Klana Jaya LRT line will see better train frequency by then. I'm curious though, with this free rides and the you know the the service being so congested, what will it get worse then? Yeah, That's of course right. lah. All the barriers will go up, and by August is by you know by which time the free rides would have ended. Still on the transport front, um, we are now I think thirteen or rather two weeks away from the end of June, which means that the SST exemption for cars will end soon officially. Yeah, the so holiday sales the, and service yeah. tax holiday. So the finance minister Tengku Safro was asked about this, and he said that we don't know yet. But he he, he said that the government has spent four point eight billion, well has lost four point eight billion ringgit in SST uh, revenue, but because of this of this feel good factor. Um, you mentioned that the elections could be in the offing. I don't know. Maybe there's a chance to extend it for six months just to make people feel good, even though they won't get the car for another, I don't know how long. Over well, year. we will find out because today is actually a very uh, jam-packed day with autos. Jam-packed day! Jam-packed day related <laughs> to uh, auto. Literally and Literally, because at 7.45, we'll be talking to Daniel Fernandez, of course, the auto journalist, on why it's taking so long for cars to arrive. If you ordered one and you're still on the waiting list, find out why, exactly why. Two out of three people in this room are included in the election. Two out of four. You Two forgot out of four. But no, our producer also is has it's also waiting. Yeah, two so out of somewhat four, waiting. Three, three out, out of four, four. Three out of four. Four cars. Yes. Which I think points to the fact that we have more cars than pet. People. Population yes. in Actually, this country. I saw that story a few days ago. Yes. Malaysia's got more cars than individuals. It's a bit like New Zealand. They've got more sheep than humans. Um, well, we'll find out. We'll ask Daniel that whether the statistics are really what they are. About the sheep or the about Well, the you know, the analogy here is in New Zealand is uh, imposing a methane tax on flatulence from sheep. They should. So the question here is whether there will be a carbon tax applied here for car emitters. Uh, they should. They should, yeah. And then at 9.15, we'll be continuing that little jam-packed auto session uh, with a conversation where we'll be finding out why what auto stocks you should buy with Jim Lim from uh, RHB Group? Burmas. Buy Burmas. <laughs> I don't know. I like Mazdas. Well, shifting to topic, right? On cars, cost of living is the poverty rate. And I think our own Tokpa Minister and Prime Minister's Deputy in the Prime Minister's Department, Dr. Sri Mustafa Muhammad, said that Malaysia's poverty rate has increased most in Sabah, Sarawak, Kelantan and Kedah, widening the inequality unbalanced development across Malaysia. Yeah, that's very huge, worrying, actually. That's right. It's a huge rift now between Klang Valley, the West Coast versus the rest of Malaysia. Actually, I'm, Malaysia Kini has got a very interesting article on this and they visualise it in colour so you can see see it as to the difference, have a look at it and you should, we should all be asking ourselves why. Why is this the case? In 2022, yeah. why is there such a discrepancy? Yeah, um, there's so many reasons. So difficult to unpack. I mean, the cost of living and, and incomes in, say, Moncara is on an order of magnitude. Many, many times higher than it would be in, say, Parit Bunta. But honestly, the true health of, of a country's economy is how the lowest in that category are doing. It's not how yeah. well the, the top T1 are well, doing. Well, even in Japan, right? I mean, basic incomes in Japan are very, very high, but they're living in suboptimal conditions I as mean, well. I mean, that's why people look at the Gini coefficient, right? You want a, a very balanced growth across the board, across all income classes. Okay, 6.56 in the morning. We'll come back after this with the news and then beyond that, look at markets. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.